Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Ah, yes. BS in the Morning playing good old Justin Bieber talking about where he gets his weed from. <laughs> and by Is that the, what the song's about? Oh, did you hear the line? I got my weed from California. You know, uh, by the way, he any he, he, he talks about taking his chick. Okay, I thought guys weren't supposed to call women chicks anymore. Uh, what's the deal on that? Would you would you be offended if I said, "Hey, we got this chick on the show with us. Her name's Shelly. Hey, chick, talk talk to me." Would you get offended if I called you a chick? Uh, I don't think so. Uh-uh. You, you would. I mean, because you know, nowadays you no, can't. I, I don't think I would. Well, nowadays you can't say anything to anybody anymore without you. I, he he called me a a him, and I'm not really a him. You know, it's his. A know, man bothers me more than a chick. A man bothers you. Ma'am. Ma'am. Oh man, I, yes, ma'am. I, unless unless it's somebody from the service, because I know that's ingrained in them. And I'm or in if trouble. It's, it's a child. I say that uh, you all know, the time. A young person. I say it says yes, ma'am, but. I say thank you, ma'am, all the time. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, I try to be respectful. Yeah, that's okay. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Okay, no, but I called you ma'am. You said you don't like to be called ma'am. Just ma'am by itself? In other words, I can't. Yes, ma'am. You that you find that offensive? Sometimes, depending on how it's, it's said, yeah. How about if I said, yes, ma'am? How would that be? It would be weird and uncomfortable, so stop it. <laughs> How about if I say, yes, ma'am? How about that one? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one. <laughs> that's when you just complain yes, about something. Ma'am. And the guy goes, okay. yes, ma'am. No problem. Here. We'll fix it. <laughs> Come here to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, I see, what's interesting is I hear other women call, I hear women call other women chicks. That's okay. Yeah, but, but once again, it's like, it's like, once again, how many times, and it happened to me twice yesterday, I heard a black person call another person, black person, the N-word. One was at, I was at the, the, uh, the, the Quickie Mart, and one guy yelled at the other guy, hey, you know, blah, 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 you know, and I'm going, whoa. <laughs> you know, see, and, I don't like that word regardless of well, who but, says it. But see, I, I'm with you, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, they know that nowadays is a politically charged word, you just shouldn't be saying that word anymore. You know, isn't that weird? You know, when you think about we have things that come out of our mouth. We have we have syllables and 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 consonants and vowels that we put into words and we take those words and make them into sentences. And why is it that if I say Shelly, I love you or if I say Shelly, I hate your guts, why is it those words have a tremendous impact on you one way or the other? You know what I'm saying? Think about that for a minute. I mean, like it's well, like for one thing they're well, they're intense words, and for another, it all depends on how you what, how you uh, say it. Well, it's the one song that you like that we play in the station. Which, uh, who is it? Uh, closer to home or whatever, closer to me, uh, where he says, we're all just one, one phone call. One, step, one, one phone, phone call, call from our knees. From our knees. Which, and when you think closer about that. Closer to love. Right. When you think about that, I mean, I can remember. I still remember the, the time I got a call from an insurance agent telling me my mother had been, was dead and been dead for two months. You know? I mean, like I was like what <laughs> whoa, whoa 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 you know it was like i mean my mom died and nobody told me you know i never told that story on the air before did i i should i should no. tell that i should tell that whole story on the air sometime 
I, I when I tell that, would it make you feel better? Oh, you know what? I told you. I told you. You know what this show's turned into? This is this is Brad's therapy session. This is what this is. I talk about goofy stuff. You know, I get things off. Like yesterday, I got threatened by a former Camo X person on on Facebook. Threatened, and I got to be nice. I got don't even go there. Well, I got to be a little bit careful with him because his wife's an attorney. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, you probably, oh, is that the one that said, I mean it, Brad, stop. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm like, and, and, if he says one thing to this man, I'm just going to lose it. Well, can I tell you something? What? It's funny. You know exactly what we're talking about because first time ever I blocked somebody on Facebook and I blocked him because I'm thinking to myself, dude, first off, I never asked you to comment on my page. Second off, don't threaten me. You know, I mean, and once again, and, and third off, you don't want to get fired. I don't want to get fired. Yeah, because you said the 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 thing that people get fired over is not what they say on well, the air; it's he, what they say off the air. See, the only problem with that is, as his name's Doug McKelvin, he already got fired, so he doesn't work there anymore. So they can't. Oh, okay, that's a, th- that was nice, Brad. Yeah, Thank you. They got they fired him at Camo X. Okay, that's so, enough. Well, yeah, he got fired at Camo X. Okay, so, yeah, we got it. <laughs> Anyway, so he, he threatens me on Facebook, and I'm going like, dude, I never you asked, actually blocked him. I, bl- I I've never done that in my life before. I've never done any any. I've I'm, blocked several people. I've never blocked. But you anybody. know what I did the other day? What's that? I unblocked somebody that it's been blocked for eight years. Throwing out the old uh, the old uh, uh, you know olive branch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, see, yesterday. I, I I created a a, 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 a a an S storm on Facebook with and and by the way I've decided and I I didn't get it done last night but I've got something new that's probably going to hit the internet tomorrow and I've decided I found a niche I found a niche that I'm going to fill because all this crazy weird stuff I'm and maybe we'll talk about it later. Maybe we won't. But yesterday, a newspaper article came out, and Doug McKelvin posted it on my Facebook page after I blocked him. How was he able to do that? I blocked him, but he still posted something on my Facebook page. How was he able to do that? Doug, you're the first guy I've ever blocked, and you know what? I mean it. Excuse me. Anyway, um, but uh, the crazy. Are you done? <laughs> no, not yet. There's oh. it's six nineteen. There's two hours and forty one minutes yet to go. <laughs> or excuse me, an hour and forty one minutes yet to go. There'll be more Doug McKelvin mentions all morning long. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> anyway, uh, the crazy thing about it is the newspaper article is talking about Jeff Allen and Joe Rush with their new station, which hits the air on Monday. And they're crazy. Yes. Did you see that? Yeah, but the crazy part of it is it says that. John, what's his name? Dan Bongino is going to be on their station, and Tracy Ellis claims he's on her station. I'm going like, what is this? They're two, com- you know, this is so weird. And all the people on this new uh, 101.9, 100.7 talk station, uh, all the people on there are like all 97.1 refugees. And some of them just got like fired like two weeks ago because, and this is an interesting thing, when, the, when, uh, when Intercom, which is now Odyssey, took them over, they didn't have sign. They didn't have any of them sign non competes, so these people literally walked out the door one radio station, and like in two weeks they're going to be in another one. I'm going like, how did that happen? Or you know, maybe maybe ninety seven one doesn't care. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I hear rumors that that station's not going to be talked to much longer. They're going to put on. They're going to put on. Uh, w- which which is the format that I always thought would be big here in St. Louis, disco talk. Disco talk is going to be a great format where you got a drummer. Oh, stop and it. Go, and the people, yeah, 
Caller number three, you're on the air. Caller number three, give us a pair. Yes, yes. And you, you rhyme everything, you know, and it's like, it's, you know, it's, you, you cipher it, right? That's what, that's what like Eminem does. He ciphers. Isn't that what he does? I think that's, he calls himself yeah, that, a that, cipher. That's what, no, that's usually attached to um, mathematics. I think it's, I think he's, I think it's, it has to do with, with, with talk as well, too. Anyway, anyway, all these people are coming out of the woodwork, and then this article comes out. And, like, for example, Tony Colombo, who quote-unquote... But do you know that that article, nothing has come out about Tracy. I know. Isn't that interesting? And she's, it is. And she's got, like, you know, she's like, if you look at her Facebook page every day, well, we hired... And you know what's crazy? She gets mad at me because she puts on her page that she's hired... Uh, that Rudy Giuliani, she's got a picture of her and her husband and Rudy Giuliani and Eric Greitens, okay? Because they were in town for some big big confab or something like that. I don't know where it was. I think it was in Springfield. Anyway, she puts on her page that Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is going to do a radio show. And I have, from a very reliable source, that Eric Greitens is also, is also going to do a radio show. And I put that out. No! She, she demands, take that off, take that off. I never. And then, like, two hours later, she's got a post on her Facebook page, Eric Greitens is doing a radio show with us. I'm going like, okay, I give up. I can't even figure out what the hell. Did going she on. really? Did that really happen? Yes, it's on her Facebook page that Eric Greitens is doing a radio show on her station. Yet she's on my Facebook page telling me he's not doing a radio show on her station. And I'm going like, okay. Then the newspaper article comes out and says, and she's and if you go to her Facebook page, not only is there a promo about or the station's Facebook page, not is there a promo. There's a video of Dan Bongino saying, "Hey, this is Dan Bongino, and I can't wait to be on 93.3." You know, blah 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 blah. And, and yet the article comes out yesterday and says Dan Bongino's on on Jeff Allen's station. I'm going like, okay, I'm totally confused. This is and and you know what's weird about it is this is one. This is like all these people who are trying to out conservative each other. You know, they all left 97.1 because it wasn't quote unquote conservative enough. So we've got we've got so that now I guess is conservative light, and then we're going to have conservative. Uh, mocha latte, which is Jeff Allen, and we're going to have conservative espresso, which is going to be Tracy. <laughs> you know, it's like you're funny. No, it's like it's like okay. And the sad part of this is that if you subdivide a market, pretty soon you end up with like nobody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like it's like it's like saying Burger King saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we made our our name by making that big old Whopper hamburger and." We don't think that's right anymore. We're not going to produce a Whopper. We're going to just do everything exactly like McDonald's does. We're going to come up with a, with a, instead of a, I think they had it for a while. They called it the Big King, which was like the Big Mac clone. You know, we're going to come out with everything McDonald's does, and we're going to be McDonald's light. If you like McDonald's, you might like us. Okay, so that's, how's that going to work for you? If you're not selling your signature, your sandwich, you know, the Whopper, how in the world people are going to, if they go there, going, okay, like, uh, like, what do you have the McDonald's has? Everything. May- but you have to be worthy of the crown. And you know, to work and at you McDonald's. Go, you go at Burger or, King. Me, to work at you Burger go, King. You go to drive-in through and you go, hey, uh, you know, I know you're just like McDonald's now. Uh, let make McChicken. What do you got? Oh, we got the Chicken King. Okay, give me a chicken. It's just like McDonald's McChicken. Okay, fine. You and know, it tastes like McCrap. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sandwich we serve at at at. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I won't go there. Okay, we. But Shelly, you're in you're in rare form this morning. This is going to be fun. I guess I was in rare form yesterday <laughs> as well. <laughs> I'm like. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. 
here's 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 where we we need to get back on focus and well let's talk about the next break man i got all sorts of crazy stuff to talk about yeah I'll, I'll tell you this first off i have a really good positive story about one of the Kansas City Chiefs football players. I don't know if he's still on the team anymore. Aw, um, we, we need positive good stories. And then I have a bizarre story about our vice president, which, once again, I'm shaking in my head and thinking to myself, will somebody please talk to this woman and tell her that she needs to be put on a teleprompter because the things that come out of her mouth are like just, I mean, like, and they're... Like Shelly Barr. Well, no, they're so <laughs> weird. And, they t- and, and, and they're so polarizing. And then, of course, I have to tell you, there's this guy on, on Z1077. Matter of fact, him and his wife, his first name is Jubal, J-U-B-A-L, and they call it the Jubal Show. And his his last name is like, I don't know, Jubal, Jubal Kapoplock or something. I can't even remember what the hell it is. It's some weird name. And they do this thing called First Date Update, where people call into the radio station and said, I had this first date with this guy, and... And, and you're not going to believe what happened. So then what they do is they put them on the air. Then they call the other person and they surreptitiously, <laughs> well, they put them on the air, but the other person is, is listening in and then they bring them into the conversation. I heard the most unbelievable first date story. And I got to ask you as a woman, I already know your reaction to this. I thought to myself, if first off, I thought to myself, okay, from the reaction from the woman that they that they talked to, you know, the guy calls in and says, I had this first date, and, and I thought it went well, but she's she's ghosting me, and she won't return my calls, and she never answers my texts. Then they call the woman, and the woman explains what happened on the first date. And I'm thinking to myself, either that was, I mean, because she was so real, it couldn't have been fake. And when I tell you what the guy well, tell did. tell me. I, we'll tell, I, we'll do it at 7 o'clock. When I tell you what the guy did, it's like unbelievable. I mean, I'm going like, I can't believe he did that. And and then when they asked him about it, he went like, yeah, the problem is, you know, he was like clueless. Anyway, oh, okay, it, it, it was so funny. It really was. You know what? You know, it was it was funny. It was so funny. It was funny. How funny was it? <laughs> it was, it was funny. so funny that... <laughs> it's 626. Oh, okay. Westplex 107.1 and FM 104.5 KSLQ and 18 AM 1350 crap. They're all part of BS and Morning Show. By the way... <laughs> Oh, if I, I shouldn't laugh about this. KSLQ's back on the air. Woohoo! Yeah, um, you know, I, I, remind me next hour I have to put in my notes for me to tell you the story, which, like, you know, once again, I've been scratching my head. Um, and first off, before I go any further, let me just say, real men and real m- women. You know who real men and real women are? Brad and Shelley. No, they're electric linemen. Or line person. That's true. I'm telling you, those, those people are some, if you're a dude, you're a super dude. If you're a dudette, you're a super dudette. If you work the line, if you work electric linesman, you know, putting up poles, putting little wires on. and that, I mean, that is an incredibly dangerous job. And my hat and my toupee, my hairpiece, and, you know, even my sunglasses are off to all of you. And I mean it sincerely. That is a tough job because it is. When, like, when the, when the storm hit, you know, like what, one o'clock uh, early, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, when the storm hit, you know, the calls go out to those people and they're in bed and they're sleeping. Maybe some of them are. Maybe some of them are still coming home from the bar or something like that. Anyway, they have to get on their work clothes and go out. While it's still raining and lightning and thundering, try to put electric lines back up. Okay, so I will say that 
what I have utmost respect for you guys. It's a tough job. I told you there's all sorts of out of, out of town electric companies in town helping out. They sort of do that. Yes. And plus there's private electric companies that, you know, do this kind of work as well too. And I saw a bunch of them in St. Louis. Matter of fact, when I was out in, uh, I was out near, I was driving along Highway D yesterday, uh, not unintentionally, but unintentionally on Highway D in Marthasville. And there were lines down everywhere, still guys working. Anyway, our power went out. Uh, Friday, uh, early Saturday morning, and was out until about nine o'clock on Sunday night. Okay, mm-hmm. and then our internet went down, and the radio station, the transmitter was on, is transmitting a carrier, but there was no audio yesterday morning. We apologize for that. And Mike Otten went out and fixed it for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Mike. It's amazing. Then at ten o'clock yesterday morning, I get a call from Quiver River, which is our electric provider, and I'll tell the rest of the story next break. Okay. By the way, I, 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 can I ask you something? <laughs> Everybody's talking sure. about things that are politi- politi- politically incorrect, okay? I'm on the mailing list for Sonic, you know, the drive through place, because I used to go there quite a lot. I don't go that, there much anymore. But I get oh, like. Sonic, where they've got all the yeah. shakes and stuff? Right, yeah. right. You know, yeah, drive in yeah. food kind of thing. Okay, yesterday, I put this on my Facebook page. I don't know if you saw this or not. They have a tie in with Shark Week on the Discovery Channel. I saw that. It to me is that like insensitive or what? What what I'm talking about is they have a drink. It's the new Shark Week slush, and it's like this blue thing. I don't know what it is, and it's got like red on the top. And if I'm not mistaken, that's supposed to look like blood on the water. Isn't that what that's supposed to be? I don't know. But it's, actually, well, look at it. It's blue, and it's got like looks like red crushed up cherries on the top. Looks like red crushed up cherries to make it look like. Like, what are you looking at? I'm looking at this ad. I put it on my Facebook page. Take a look at it. You didn't see it? Oh, no. I wasn't on your Facebook page. Look, Sorry. Look at my Facebook page. Look, them. look at this Look at this ad from Sonic, okay? Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You you looking at it right now? Yeah. it's It's got two sharks in there, Brad. It does not. There's It's got blood There's, on the water. Those are two sharks. I don't know what you're looking at. There's no sharks. It's a bunch of junk crushed up. It looks like blood on the water. No, it's two sharks. If you look at it, there are two sharks that are going towards each other. It's they're blood. going in a circle. It's but it's but it's blood on the water. That's what it is. It's blood on the water. Now, if you I think that you're reading way too much into that. Okay, what the hell is it then? I mean, like it's blood on the water. If you're if you're like how would you feel if you're like one of your relatives got chomped on by a shark and killed and here sonic comes out hey come and get our new shark week special it's got blood on the water yes it's great you're you're gonna love him way too much into this (laughs) it's blood on the water shelly you don't see it it's two sharks but what's what's the red stuff what's the red stuff what is I, I, i don't know it looks like it goes with the with the straw no, it's 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 made to look like blood it's it's sharks swimming around in blood bloody water that's that's too deep i am you know for one time i for once in my (laughs) life i can say to you brad i think you're thinking about that way too much i'm personally offended by this and i want sonic to issue me a personal apology and send me a card that will give me free sonic for the next 10 years to overcome my emotional distress by them having this stupid drink with shark with blood on shark water I'm, oh my! Uh, no, hey. I thought I I no. Hmm. It's it's shark water. It's I'm I'm you know what we need to get. It's we, Shark Week slush. Hey, is your is your daughter up? 
she um, work? I don't know if she is or not. Why? Why don't you call her? No, you call her and ask her and, and ask her to take a look at this. Send her the picture. No, you call her. No, I'm not going to call her. She doesn't like me. She just... Although... Where do you even get that? She likes everybody. Although your daughter talks to me a lot more than my daughter talks to me. <laughs> you didn't think that was funny? Okay. Seven, 641. <laughs> What are you bailing out already? We can't. We're, we're too. We never. Did we, we just come on? No. <laughs> Seems like for a really long break. Whenever Shelly gets uncomfortable, she throws out the time, which is the cue for us to 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 go back into to wrap it up and move it along. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. No. no not going to do that. Okay. So you don't agree with me in blood on the water? No. Okay. I do not. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the Kamala Harris thing. Uh, oh my God. Uh, uh, well, I tell you what. Let's talk about that next break. Uh, I, you know, remember, remember how I think what's interesting is when politicians get to a certain level, they become out of touch with the rest of us. And remember, I don't know if you remember the years ago. I think it was George Bush Senior, not not W, but you know the original George Bush president. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, he went to a grocery store once, and he was amazed at the scanners. You know what I'm talking about? The UPC I scan- do not. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went to this grocery store, and he was like, he was like, well, look at that. They just take that stuff and push it over that piece of glass, and it, it rings up the price on the cash register. They don't have to, they don't have to put anything in to, you know, with, they don't have to, you know, use the keyboard to put stuff in. I'm, people are going like, dude, that's been going on for like 20 years now. Where have you been? So the idea being is obviously the man never goes to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Because I don't go to the grocery store no. except for except for Instacart. Well, I have well, well, well. I have hold on, found Shelley. Instacart and I am renewed. Shelly, hold on a minute. If someone said to you, "Hey Shelly, I went to the grocery store and you're not going to believe what they got this thing and you and there's these little these little black and white stripes on everything in the store and you put it up to this piece of glass and it automatically knows what it is." Would you say like, hey, dude, I mean, where you been? That's been like that for 40 years, right? Wouldn't you say that? Mm. Well, it's, come on. If you explained it to me, I probably wouldn't say that. But if I saw it, I probably would. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's like, it's like saying. Yes, I'm understanding what you're saying. Okay, it's like, it's like somebody right now, let's say somebody called you up and said, Shelly, you're not going to believe it. I went to put gas in my car and nobody came out and put gas in for me. I had to put the gas in myself. Can you believe that? I have to put my gas in myself. I have to touch that, that, that pump handle and stick it in the side of my car and, and push this lever. You go like, okay, have you like been like on the moon for like 40 years? Nobody comes out and pumps your gas anymore. You got to do it yourself. Except, did you know this story? Unless you're handicapped. In Oregon. Uh, In St. Louis as well. No, in Oregon, it's illegal for you to pump your own gas. Oh, why? I don't, who knows? That guy has to come Oregon? Who lives in Oregon? Who lives in Oregon? Who lives in Idaho? Well, all those crazy people in Portland. You know, who once again, who yeah, atta- well, there's Portland, yeah, who but... attacked the federal building, and nobody says anything about it. But yet, the people attacked the the you know the 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 uh, uh, the U.S. House, the Senate House and Senate building, and oh my God, things things are terrible. We got to have 14 different inquiries into, it, but yet they can attack and and you know throw fire bombs and night after night after night after night in Portland, Oregon. That's okay. We don't care about the federal building in Portland, Oregon. But that's all another story. We won't get into that because you no, know, because you know I won't get into that. Because it's time to take a break at 6.44. No, because Eric Greitens is going to talk about that on his talk show on 93.3. It is 6.45. You just got to dig, don't you? I'm sorry. It's 6.45. 
<laughs> you just can't help yourself. Thanks, Katy Perry. It's BS in the Morning on Westplex 107.1 KSLQ, which actually on the air this morning and AM 1350 crap. Um, you know, that's another one of those. One of, that's one of my favorite songs. I actually edited that song. It's got a longer intro in it. It's one of my favorite songs. And it's one of those songs in my category of great song, horrible video. If you saw the video, it's just terrible. Why? Well, it's like this little thing where she it's like birthday and she does all these stupid little birthday vignettes and she dresses up as like a guy who is like doing a bar what do they call it a bar mitzvah party and then she dresses up as a clown and she so, shows up at some little kids party and she makes kids cry. I'm going, "Okay, this is stupid." Not only is it stupid, it doesn't enhance the song. In my rule, remember my rule for videos, the video has to enhance the song, not degrade for other song. It's just like, you know, I mean, I saw one over the weekend. Well, I won't go there. Okay, the Kamala Harris thing. Okay, first off, I will go on record as saying, once again, I don't think I can go through a day without not having to show my ID somewhere. Everybody wants to see your ID. If you fly, you got to have a, a, you know, a picture ID, okay? I just recently got, matter of fact, I told this story before, on the day they announced that you didn't have to have your real ID for two more years, I got my real ID. Because my, my, my ID... That's about right. My, my, my ID was expiring because, you know, it was last week was my birthday and it expires on my birthday. And, and it, it was ex- so last... So in June, I got my real ID. And literally, the day I went to get my ID at the Driver's License Bureau, they announced, well, you don't, you don't have to have it for two more years because it was supposed to kick in this October and they put it to like October 2023. Okay, so the Republicans are saying like, okay... If you want to vote, show an ID. And I still go like, I don't get why that's a problem. I don't I don't understand why that's a problem. I either. don't I it's just a point where I told this stupid story. Now, I have two stinking credit cards. You know, I have a Best Buy card and I have a Cabela's card. Okay. I go to the store and I pay in cash on my credit cards, and now they're making me show my driver's license. I'm going like, I'm not trying to buy anything. I'm giving you money, and you scan my card. You know who I am. And the last time it happened, I said to the guy, I go, explain this to me. It's our policy. Why is that? Why do I have to show? I already have the card. I said, why would I steal somebody's card and come in here and make a payment? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, who would do that? That would never happen to me. You know, you hear these stories about people who get their credit card stolen. You know, a woman loses her purse. And, you know, an hour later, there's $42,000 charging her credit cards. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they go right to the store and they charge stuff. Okay, why would I go to the store and make a payment on somebody's credit card I stole? Okay, so anyway... Kamala Harris last week came out. I still think this is funny because the backlash she got from this. She's saying that, and remember the Democrats saying, we don't, you don't need a vote. There's all these people that can't get an ID. Tell me who these people are. And not only that, if they're, if they're there, why don't you go help them? Why don't you go to their house and say, hey, let's go get you an ID. I told you the story in the state of Missouri. Not only is the state ID free, they'll do have all the paperwork for you. If you call up the, I think it's Secretary of State, and you go, I can't find my birth certificate, they'll do the research for you for no charge to get you an ID. So she comes out and says, it's discriminatory against rural people. Okay, ready for this? Hmm. Rural people. You know why it's discriminatory against rural people? Well, they usually have to drive a long way to get their licensing and, and that kind of thing. Well, but once again, rural people are used to driving, but that's a whole other story. You know, whereas you and, you know, people in like the metro area, oh, they, they, there's not a Walgreens close to me. There's a Walgreens on every corner in St. Louis County, St. Charles County, and Jefferson County. What do you mean there's not? Well, 
I, I can see it from my house, but it's too far for me to drive. Okay, whatever. Okay, so she says it's discriminatory against rural people because you have to send in a copy of your driver's license and they don't have any any office depots or any kinkos close to them that has a photocopier. You know, and it's funny that you say that because I wonder, and this is going to sound really stupid coming out, and I already know this, but I wonder if it would also be a problem because a lot of time rural people have their babies at home. But Shelly, think about what she said for a minute. Think about, she's saying that they, you know, because they don't live in this quote unquote air quote city, they're not near a Home Depot or not an Office Depot or whatever it is, Office Max now, and a Kinkos. I think she said Kinkos. I'm thinking to myself, there ain't no Kinkos anymore. They're they're FedEx stores. But and and what's interesting is you read the posts on on these websites and what they posted even on CNN.com. People are posting like, doesn't she realize that us rural people have these things called scanners that print? You know, I'm going like you can go buy one. You know, like you can buy one of those inkjet. You know, multi-purpose printers that scans and prints and faxes and all like for like 79 bucks you know and i'm thinking to myself oh hold on a minute now i mean like and i'm thinking how in the world i mean she's essentially saying oh you rural bumpkins you you don't even you don't you can't even find a photocopier anywhere i'm going like come on who said this kamala harris did oh she did yes Yes, because of the oh. fact that she's saying because she's saying that having because apparently some of the states you have to send in a copy of your photo. I don't know. You have to make a copy of your photo ID. And I'm going like, okay, so so you know, but you know, you know, you know what I say to that? Um, can you say it on the air? I still say the problem. Yeah, I can say it on the air. The problem with this whole voting okay. thing is say I've got the, the solution to voting. I'm sorry. I have the solution to voting. And what is that? You 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 do it like with all what stupid lottery cards. You know you, you you the machines are already owned by the states. Like Missouri owns the lottery machines. You know, and you just fill, fill out the stupid card and you put it through the scanner at the at the Quickie Mart and you're done. Okay. And there's a Quickie Mart everywhere. And think about it: in the middle of nowhere, like if you live in the rural area, there's a Hucks. There's a Hucks everywhere. You live in like Podunkville. There's a Hucks. Yeah. There's a Hucks. There's also um, there's a Hucks um, down the street. A Loves. Well, that's the truck stops. But, yeah, so. But still, don't you think it's sort of like condescending that she says, the people live out in the sticks and they don't live near an office, Max, or a Kinko's, so they can't make I, a copy. I, I really don't know, because that was actually, mm, I'm not going to say. Well. No, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm done. You don't think it's, 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 it's degrading to the people that live in the rural area that they can't copy their driver's license? I think that whoever her handler is should have reworded that <laughs> well, but, more appropriately but once again it's like it's like okay what world do you live in and not only that you're making assumptions about people that they live if they live in the rural area they can't make a photocopy you know and i'm thinking to myself i have an app on my phone and i think everybody has an app on their phone matter of fact if you have an iphone it comes as a standard app it's called lists and if you push down on the little lists app it turns on your camera, and you can make a PDF copy of whatever you take a picture of. You know what I'm saying? Like if I have my driver's license, I can take, you know, I can put it on a piece of, on put it on the countertop. I can hit my little app on there. It'll take a picture of my driver's license, turn it into PDF. I can attach it to an email. Boom, send, gone, done. Right? And that's on the iPhone, huh? Yeah. I mean, but even your phone, 
if, if someone says, hey, send me a copy of your driver's license, you can take a picture of it and send it to us as an attachment and an email. Yeah, I probably, it, it takes me a while, but yeah, I, I would do that. <laughs> yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> it you. does take me a while because it's not as, you, you have you, the iPhone brand. Because you have, an, and, other things you have that an Android. You just make it quick and simple. and. Yeah, Androids are complicated and screwed up, right, right. Well, so are iPhones, but you all have cooler stuff. Six fifty nine. True. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. Oh, excuse me. KSOQ Westplex one hundred seven one. Crap thirteen fifty. It's the Trimal Cast, and you can buy it right now at bsponsor.com. Yes, bsponsor.com. Seven oh five. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Are you there? I'm Brad. He's Shelly. <laughs> You're supposed to say something. Are you eating something? I was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our last conversation, we talked about the deal with with um, uh, Kamala Harris. <clears throat> I got a text from someone, I won't embarrass them, that lives in the sticks. He lives out in the middle of nowhere, and he heard me talking about the fact that Kamala Harris said rural people can't get a photocopy of their driver's license because they don't live near a, a Kinko's or a, or a FedEx store or whatever the heck it is now. And he texts me and says, Hey, I live out in the sticks, and soon we're going to have television. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and here, here's here's a, running water. Here's a guy. Here's another comment. This is on a this is on a comment page. We have all kinds of crazy things in small towns in the state of Iowa and across the country. We've got electricity. We've got running water. We even have soap. And it's amazing that the vice president of the United States think that people can't make photocopies in rural communities. I mean, it's like she thinks that if you go to a small town in this country, you've got the tractor supply store, you've got the guys with the dueling banjos, and there's nothing else there. And, of course, that's ridiculous. Anybody who lives in these communities or spent time in them knows that. You know, once again. Okay. Um, yesterday, uh, something happened to me almost happened to me and it still may happen today uh i got What's the po- that? i got the police called on me and someone's trying to arrest me what i got the police called on me and someone's trying to arrest me oh that's not true Stop honest it. to god honest to god here i'll tell who's, you what. Who's, who called the police on you hold on a minute uh, i'm sorry what a lot of people don't realize is shelly and i are not in the same studio shelly's somewhere else i will send you a picture Hold on, let me find it. I'll send you a picture of the guy who who he claimed he called the police. And what's interesting is where we were was about eh, maybe about a thousand feet away from police station, and nobody ever showed up. So I think it was bogus. Although who knows, I may get an arrest warrant issued me for today. Today, but what what were you doing? I was doing I was I was doing nothing illegal. That doesn't mean that it wasn't. Just because it wasn't illegal doesn't mean that it wasn't offensive or wrong or... Um, um, let me put it to you this way. What's that? I was attending a public event which someone didn't like me to be there. Did you crash somebody's remote broadcast? No, I did not. Hold on a minute so I can find the stupid thing. Hold I'm on. sorry. I'm I didn't gonna, hear you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you the, the picture. I'm going to send you the picture. Hold on a minute. Hold yeah, because I... I, I Okay. I, I, I think that you're BSing us. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I just sent you the picture of the guy who called the police on me. At least he claimed he called the police on me. They never showed up. Uh, but anyway, okay, that's... Why was he going to call the police on you? Look at the picture and you might figure it out, okay? <laughs> okay, well, nothing's come through, so... I just Oh, here it is. Okay. Let me just see what we got here. <laughs> Do you recognize that person? You should. You met him once. Hold on, please. Okay, I'm holding. Uh, while, while, Hold, she's, please. <clears throat> while she's telling that, <clears throat> yesterday afternoon I heard from one of my old radio buddies. 
And this guy has been very, and still is very successful in the radio business. M- you know, matter of fact, uh, you know, m- 10, maybe oh. a, a thousand times more successful than I've ever been in the radio business. And what's interesting is most of his life he has spent working in union environments. And he started out as American Federation of Television Artists, artists here in the St. Louis, after member, which is union for, like, in St. Louis, KMOX is still union and WIS is still union. Rest of the station is non-union. <clears throat> anyway, he started out as after. And then he moved to uh, L.A. and got into uh, a lot of business there and then ultimately joined the Screen Actors Guild because he was doing some stuff on camera, had to join the Screen Actors Guild. And then ultimately, Screen Actors Guild, SAG, and AFTRA merged. So now... If you are a member of, if you're somebody on the air at one of the radio stations or one of the TV stations, you're a member of the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, which is American, and AFTRA stands for American Federation of Television Radio Artists, okay? So he called me, and I think you know who I'm talking about. This is someone that, um, this may be really weird, but when I say this, I, I, there is a moment in my life I will never forget, and it involves this guy. And um, when he had a, absolute positive total meltdown i was there and it was yeah that's true you were yeah i was there and it was and every once in a while i hear from him and it's sort of interesting uh but when he called me yesterday we talked about this and we talked about that oh you talked about him you you talked to him yesterday yes he called me he's now it's interesting he now lives in las vegas because of the fact he said he got tired of all the crazies on the west coast and he got tired of all the the taxes and tired of everything and he loves las vegas matter of fact he says he's got like a 4500 square foot house and he says anytime you want to come to las vegas he says we have a little we have a guest wing in our house he says you're more than welcome he says i'll pick you up at the airport i don't live too far from the airport anyway so i asked him i said oh, i have heard this sorry, i've heard this story that since you are a member of sag after that you vote on the oscars and he says yeah that's true and he says when the season comes around he says we get all the dvds they send all the dvds to all the sag after members and they're supposed to watch all the movies and then send in their official ballot so he votes on the oscars and i said to him i go I go, you take that seriously? And he laughs. He goes, no. He says, my wife and I, he says, we watch all the movies. And whatever's the worst, that's the one we vote for. I go, seriously? He says, oh, Is yeah. that true? That's what he says. He that's says funny. that whatever the movie is the worst, that's the one they vote for. And what's funny about that is he said, this is what he said. This is almost his exact quote. He says, why do you think all those crappy movies always get the Oscars? He says, there's guys like me doing the same thing. He says, because, he says, because it's, you know, once again, this guy lived in L.A. He worked in Hollywood for a while. Well, actually, he lived in Hollywood for a long time. And he, to the point where it's like, it's like, it's all, it's all bogus. It's all a joke, you know. And he says that, 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 that they do find out who he is and they call him. The people like from the, hey, just wanted to, you know, check if you, if you watched our movie, you know, hey, would really appreciate you voting for us for that Oscar. He says that, you know, the people are like gaming the system, you know, the movie producers and stuff like that. Okay, so anyway, you wonder why all these crappy movies that you've never heard of be get, get the Oscars. It's because it's my buddy who, who votes for the worst movies. And he says then, he says when, when you fill out the ballot, there's a comment section and he'll him and his wife will write down this is the best movie we've ever seen (laughs) and he said it's so bad they're just like oh this is terrible because think about it like napoleon dynamite no but think about it all the goofy movies that usually win are the ones that like 
I've never heard of that movie before. Are there like depressing, terrible movies or some guy, you know, who's like, you know, going to kill himself or somebody who gets stranded in a foreign country? And, you know, I mean, it's just weird stuff. It's never any fun stuff. Okay. Uh, that's that's topic number one. Uh, hold on a minute. Uh, okay. Police gets called on me. Uh, do I want to talk about, I'll talk about this next break. Oh, no, I, I'll talk about this real quick, and then I'll talk about the Ronan Farrow thing, which we talked about Just yesterday. so you know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so yesterday, once again, I'm a radio geek. One of the things I get uh, asked most often, do you always listen to your own station? No, I listen to every other station. I do. I punch buttons all day long. And yesterday morning, I'm in my one office. I've, here, here at the radio station, I've got a radio in each, each studio, and each one's on a different radio station. So depending upon what our room is, I'm listening to something. So I'm listening to Z1077. I'm in one of the studios, and Z1077 is on the air. It's right after I get off the air yesterday morning. And they have this show on, it's Jubal in the Morning. And the guy used to be on 96.3 before it switched formats. Anyway, it's on 1077. Him and his wife, and now they have an English dude on there who uh, they, they do the show. And they do all these, these funny phone calls. But the one they do all the time is this thing called First Date Update. And what happens is people call into the station and they go, mostly it's dudes. You know, hey, I had a date with this woman and I thought it went really well and we really hit it off, but now she's ghosting me and I, she won't return my calls and she won't ever call me back and I text her and she never responds. So they get the guy's impression of the first date. So he talks about, and in this case, he talks about he works for this woman and the woman has a daughter. And, and his, his boss, this lady that he works for, kept saying, you should meet my daughter. She's so wonderful. You and my daughter, we get along so great. So finally, one day, her daughter shows up at the work, you know, workplace. And, you know, his boss, this daughter's mom, says, hey, this is my daughter. And they talk for a few minutes, and they sort of hit it off. They exchange phone numbers, and he says, hey, you know, you know call you sometime. So they texted and called a couple times, and then they went on a date. So he th- he's going like, oh, the date went real well. I picked her up. We went out to dinner, and then we went out for drinks. And, you know, she could have said, I'm done for the night after, after dinner, but instead we went out for drinks. Oh, it was great. I loved it. And then I go like, well, is she still? Well, she's ghosting me. I can't. So then what they do is they call the woman, but they put the guy like, like he's not talking. So they call, hi, this is Jubal. They mute him. Yeah, they mute him. Hi, this is uh-huh. Jubal. And, and so in other words, in the, in the, he can hear everything she says. So they call this woman, and I know some of these calls are fake. I don't think this one was fake because when they called her, if, she's, if, she, was, if she was fake, she should win the Academy Award for this because you could tell, first off, she had no idea who they were. They said, well, this is Jubal and, you know, in the morning. And I don't know who you are. You know, so I'll go like, okay, first clue. <laughs> that, that, I, I got a feeling that was correct. So they, they, they said to her, okay, you know, we're calling. I can't remember the guy's name. We're calling about call, calling Jim. And Jim had this, and she goes, oh, my God. And I'm going like, okay, this is going to get good. And she says, my mom's driving me crazy. My mom wants to be a grandma. My mom wants to be a grandma. And I'm her only daughter, and I want, she, wants, she wants me to get married. She wants me to have kids. And she is always setting me up on dates, always setting me up on dates. And most of the time, they're real losers. And, and they go, okay, well, this particular, well, well, let me tell you what happened. You know, yeah, I went to the office. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy because my mom, my mom told me to come to the office purposely. You know, she, her mom set it up. You know, you come to the office, you got to meet this guy. So she comes to the office to quote unquote pick up something. And that really wasn't the case at all. So she goes to the office, meets this guy. She sort of liked him. They exchanged phone numbers. You know, they had a date. Okay. So she's laughing. She goes, the, it is so weird. 
and and they go like well what's the problem he's in love with his car and they go what do you mean he's in love with his car so she tells the story that when he comes to pick her up before she can get into his car he has to lint roller her Okay. You know, he has to. And I'm thinking to myself. Does he lint, does he lint roller her or does she well, lint roll herself? It gets better. He lint rolls her. So she said that, like, he's doing her back and then her legs. And he said, well, I got to do your butt. So he's lint rolling her butt. Okay. So then, then, then he says, and he goes into the trunk and he pulls out these little paper booty things. He, he says, "No, he doesn't." I swear he to makes God, put on paper booties. That's what she said. She said she made her put on these little paper booties, so on her on her you know feet like the you know like the HVAC guy you know like you know hear the yeah, ads. Yeah, hey, yeah. well, we come to your house. Those we, are hard on stilettos. <laughs> we we put on we put on our our little booties so we won't we won't track mud into your house. Okay, whatever. But then they burp and fart. But anyway, that's a whole other story. So, that's true. It's scratch and spit. Yeah. So. So, 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 so he's on the phone listening. So they, so they say, Hey, by the way, uh, we got Jim on the other line and he doesn't deny anything. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I love my car and, uh, you know, and they're going like, you lint roller? Yes. I got, I got my lint roller and I, I don't want any lint on my seeds. <laughs> he admits the whole thing. I'm going like, okay, dude, somebody needs to sit down with you and say, you know, you go on a first date with a woman, they probably won't appreciate you, especially lint rolling their butt, right? I mean, it's bad yeah, enough. Th- he needs to get the Bible of it, men and women. It's bad enough that I got groped by a dog, you know, uh, a poodle. Oh, my in, in goodness. <laughs> it must have really left a mark because you you, you, you can't stop talking I'm about it. I'm still offended by that. I can't believe that that poodle groped my butt at Home Depot last week. But that's a whole other story. Get over it, oh, man. Okay. So, so I'm thinking to myself, and it was so funny. I'm thinking to myself, this guy was clueless. I mean, he was like, well, well, you know, I, I keep really good care of my car. Uh, you know, I mean, to me, it would be like, like I'd have to dig out the burger wrappers. You know, hey, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me find a place for you to sit. Okay, so, okay, so that was, that was funny. Okay, now, over the weekend, I heard an interview with Ronan Farrow. You know who Ronan Farrow is? I do not, He's the that do- doesn't mean anything. He's the son of Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. So he's got... I know who they are, yes. Okay, and Ronan Farrow has been very much in the news over the last couple of years because he's the guy that broke the story on the Weinstein thing. You know, the... the oh, the, really? Yeah, he's... And the, the, the interesting story about that is that he worked at the time, he worked at NBC, and he was working on this story, and when he went to his producers, the executive said, uh, we're not going to run that story because they had an agreement with Weinstein and his movie company, and they didn't want to out him. So he quit... NBC and went to the New Yorker and now works at the New Yorker and then they published this blockbuster thing about Weinstein who's now in jail you know because of the fact that he you know he groped all these women and you know you know if you don't know the story he was a movie producer and the story was in order to get into movies you had to go to his place and have sex with him which essentially is what it came down to right I mean let's just be honest that's really what it was all about you had to come to his place and and you know he had to have sex with you and then and then you maybe put you in one of his movies and that's that started the Me Too movement okay and and I'm sorry that that happens, but it, 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 that happened years and years and years and years ago. That's what 
the world was back then. Well, I got news for you. I, I'm not saying it's right. No, I'm no. I'm just saying that, that's that, what the world that, was back that then. That wasn't years and years ago. That was some, some of these women were somewhat recent. You know, it's, you know it, this is not, I mean, it's been going on. They always kid about in Hollywood, the casting couch and stuff like that. But this, some of these women has had this happen in the last few years. That's how he ended up in jail. Oh, okay. I mean, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is not like ancient history. This, you know, this heart started the whole Me Too movement, and Ronan Farrow was the guy that broke the story, which was interesting because NBC wouldn't touch it because they had a relationship with him because they're owned by, at the time, they were owned by Universal Pictures and, and, and this Weinstein guy. Matter of fact, it, it's interesting because I read it by, I don't, you know, some of the movies are Miramax. You ever seen Miramax films? Yes, yes. You know what Miramax is? I have no clue. That's his mom and dad. His mom I'm was. I'm sorry? That's his mom and dad. His mom was. It's Weinstein's mo- Weinstein's mom and dad. His mo- his mom was named Miriam, and his dad was Max. So the so so the movie so he, the the movie company he started was Miramax. His I'll mo- be darned, I did not know that. Yeah, his mom's Miriam, and his dad's Max. Miramax. Okay, so so Ronan Farrow, his next thing he's done, his expose is on Britney Spears, and it was fascinating. And it was to me, it was incredibly sad. I'm telling you, more than ever, free Britney. This poor woman, I mean, she has a horrible life, and the stupid court controls her life. They had, they had, he had an interview. I don't know where he got this interviews with her. And I'm telling you, she spoke so fluidly. And I'm telling you, I thought to myself, after listening to her statements, you know, I think it was in a deposition or something like that. I don't know how they got a hold of this audio. I'm going like, this woman is sharp as a tack. And she, at one point in time, even made the comment, she says, I'm forced to have an IUD. I'm forced to have, I have court-ordered birth control. And she says, where in the country should that be legal? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm with you, 100%. And she talked about, she talked, and she went and she says, she says, if I'm so bad, how come I make all this money? And how come all these people make money off me? How come these people that drive the trucks that, you know, that transport my, my, you know, studio equipment and the people that are on stage with me, they all get a paycheck. They all get paid. I don't get paid. I don't make any money. My dad gets all the money. The concern, and she goes on for like five minutes. And anyway, um, Ronan Farrow, and they, they're interviewed here, and he's playing these interviews with her, and he's explaining all the things. I'm going like, this is unbelievable. This woman has the life of hell, and she's worth like $60 million, but she can't touch it. And one of the things she talks about is she can't have any cash, and she, she doesn't have a credit card. Now, think about that for a minute. Okay. It sounds like somebody in political office. Well, no, 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 no. What, what do you mean political office? Because of the fact that everything's given. Because they to say them. like the president and the VP, they can't um, have, you know, credit cards, and they don't drive anymore, and but they can do like that. They can do whatever the hell they want. You think the president? You... I, I, I was under the impression that wasn't the case. Oh my God! If 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 Biden rolls out of bed this morning and says, "I want to go to the golf range and hit golf balls," he goes to the golf. You know, they 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 hire forty two Secret Service guys. You know, they surround the surround the you know the, the driving range with Uzis, and he gets out there and hits the golf ball. You know, that's the way it is. You know, I mean, come on, you you mean to tell me that the president can't? I mean, remember Bill Clinton used to jog around, you know, jog and and go to in McDonald's for lunch and stuff like that. Come on, he can do whatever they want. But anyway, the interesting thing was okay. that I came, came away, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this Ronan Farrow, and I, some people think, well, he's just, you know, he's just a celebrity, he's just a celebrity's kid. You know what? 
I think he's pretty good at what he does. I really do. And, I mean, the Weinstein thing he did was, was you know, and once again, he was brave in the respect that he broke the silence. You know, in our, in our crappy little radio business, there's things that, that we're not supposed to talk about in the air, right? And I talk about them on the air. And to the point where it's gotten to be therapy for me because, in fact, I'm going like, okay, this is stupid. This is stupid little infighting. You know, you know, Steve Casper hates me because of this. And Brian Richardson tries to get us kicked out of the chamber because I'm going like, come on, this is stupid stuff. You know, we're all adults. Let's just move on down the road. And, you know, and to the point where my vow is to call out this crazy, weird crap that goes on industry. I told you the story this morning. Remember, I told you someone who said someone's not going to be in their radio station, and two hours later, there's a post on their Facebook saying this person's on their radio station, right? And you saw it too, correct? Yes. Okay, like, I don't get it anymore. And the crazy stuff about, about you know, all these people that quote-unquote retired from the radio business at 97.1, Tony Colombo retired from the radio business. It's just like Mark Close. Mark Close retired from the radio business, 97.1. They had a retirement party for him at 97.1. He got out of the radio business. A week later, he's on Casey. Like, you know, come on, this is stupid stuff. Stop playing games, you know? And to a certain extent, I appreciate investigative reporters. And the, going back to this Ronan Farrow thing, I'm telling you, I, I think that what's happening to Britney Spears is absolutely positively reprehensible. And, and the crazy thing about it is, I don't know if you know the story, she went before the judge to try to get the conservatorship blown up, and the judge ruled, nope, you still have to be under conservator. And she talked about how her dad would come in and say to her, like, Brittany, you're putting on a few pounds. You can't look like that on stage with your skimpy. And she, I mean, she told the stories about, like, her dad would, like, berate her because she ate, like, a hamburger or something like that. I mean, this is weird. I feel sorry for the woman. I mean, how would you feel, you as a woman, how would you feel if the court, if the court had court-ordered birth control for you? Wouldn't you go, like, okay, that crosses the line. I mean, I'm, I, wouldn't most women feel that way? Most women would feel that way, yes. I mean, to me, it's like... I, I can't say that I wouldn't feel the same way as well. Well, I mean, to me, that's, that's like, that, that is the ultimate infringement on personal rights. And especially when the court orders you to have birth control. And she wants more kids. You know, it's like, it's like I, you know, once again, get 100 women in a room and say, how would you feel if the court, you know, like 100 women who are in their 20s, how would you feel, or at least she's, I think what, she's like 38 or 39, even still, like, you know, 100 women between the ages of 20 and 40, like the prime, you know, birthing you know, years, you know, if you put 100 women in a room and said, okay, how many of you women would object to the fact that the court would issue you a court-ordered birth control? I mean, 100 women would put their hands up. Yeah, I, I, I think that's horrible. And yet, she's got to do that. I hold it. Leave Brittany alone. Free Brittany. I hear somebody locking the door. I'm knocking the door. Maybe that's the police coming to arrest me. <laughs> Do you really hear somebody knocking on the door? Someone's knocking at the door. Yeah, Paul McCartney song. Who do you call? Let him in. They got a blue uniform. They got a gun. They got handcuffs. It's 727. They don't have handcuffs. They have ties. In the morning, one of my all-time favorite songs. God, that guy's good. That's Usher. You know, I mean, sometimes people don't get credit they, they deserve because he's sort of a rapper kind of guy. But, man, that guy can sing. Don't you think that's a good song? I do. I think it's a lovely song. You know, my frustration in life, I can do nothing good. I can do everything half-ass. You know, everything I do is sort of crappy. You know, I even own crap. K-R-A-P. That's not actually it's That's true. not actually completely accurate. Everything I do is crap. You know, it's all crap. I even own crap. You know, crap. Well, I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> try to 
change your mind as you eviscerate yourself. It's true. Well, what else can we talk about at 7.33 in the morning on a Tuesday? You know, I love eviscerating myself. Sometimes I'm sorry? At, sometimes at night when it's dark, I eviscerate myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, TMI. <laughs> okay, we talked about the dude with the lint rolls. Um, okay, uh, Brad gets a police called on him. Um, interesting story. Do you know who Laurent Duvernay Tardif is? Oh, we go way back. Laurent Duvernay, Duvernay, Laurent, L-A-U-R-E-N-T, and his last name is hyphenated, D-U-V-E-R-N-A-Y-T-A-R-D-I-F. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. He's a lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's from Canada, and what's interesting is he's a doctor, an MD doctor. Okay. when he was playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, he was still in um, medical school. And I think he finally graduated. And the interesting thing was he did not play for the Kansas City Chiefs last year because of the fact that, and they wanted him. It wasn't like they cut him or anything like that. They wanted him to play on the team. But he said because of the COVID-19 thing, he declined to play on the team. Instead, he said his talents as a doctor were needed more. So he quit the 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 Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, not not this past year, but the year before, they went to the Super. No, this was, was, was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year, last Super Bowl, because it was what's his face. It was old dude against new dude. It was it was uh, Mahomes against uh, against uh, what's uh, Brady. Okay, he's won the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award. Matter of fact, he's the first. Uh, this first paragraph of the story: the man who put his life on hold, forging his starting, uh, for, foregoing, excuse me, foregoing his starting role on the reigning Super Bowl champions in order to help those who he'd never met. He walked away from the glory of an NFL Sunday for endless hours filled with heartache, all in hopes of making a difference where he could. Kansas City Chiefs guard Laurent Duvernay Tardif is an impressive athlete, but the decision that he made around a year ago this time goes beyond his aptitude on the field and demonstrate the character that makes the man we call LDT an outstanding human being. Nobody asked for him to put his football career in hold and, and to utilize his medical degree in the battle against COVID-19. He simply just believed that it was the right thing to do. And it's for that very reason that Duvernay Tardif was named the recipient of the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award on Saturday Aww. at the ESPYs. And I think that's really a cool story. That's um, a very cool story. You know, and the interesting thing is, not only that, is, and not only, the, the situation is most of the time you think, oh, those guys, NFL, they're lucky to have triple digits for IQ. This guy is an MD, okay? I mean, like, it's it's the best of the best of the best of the best. You can't even get into medical school unless you're a brainiac to begin with. You know what I mean? You got to, what is it, the MCAT or whatever you got to take? You know, I yeah, mean, you know, MCATs. I mean, does, that's some, I mean, like your daughter works with, you know, your daughter's an RN, but she works with doctors who's probably, she's in awe of because these guys are so, I mean, I listen to, I listen to Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew Pinsky. And okay. uh, he has a couple different podcasts I listen to. And people call him up and he, and ask him to explain things. I mean, I'm lost. He, this guy just goes off and, you know, he talks about cell, you know, bi- biology and stuff. Like, he's, I'm going like... Rejuvenation. Oh, no, no, he's talking about stuff. He, you know, people call him, what about the RNA? He explains the RNA. I've learned more from listening to him than I ever would from Dr. Fauci. You know, I mean, to the point where, I mean, I, he's explained the COVID-19 thing a couple times where I got it. He explained what the RNA, you know, uh, you know, vaccine was all about. I get it. I understand it. I understand what's going on. He explains things in a very down-to-earth manner uh, because that's what he does best. 
you know, he's a communicator. He's an average Joe kind of guy. He's not one of these people you hear on KWNU on, well, let me tell you, and most of you people won't understand what I'm saying because I'm smart and you're not, but here I go anyway. He's not that kind of a guy. You know what I mean? He's not like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm smarter than you kind of thing. If anything, what he tries to do is he tries to make complex things very easy to understand. Because of that, he gets in trouble all the time. Matter of fact, it's sort of a sad story that he got in trouble in L.A. because he, he's, he's, he says, and once what his practice is, he's, you know, he was an internist and the whole bit. You know, he's a full MD, but um, he's an addiction medicine specialist. And some people made fun of him because he did the celebrity rehab and stuff like that. But he's very much into that. And he talks about what the problem with the homeless situation, especially in L.A., he says most of those people are homeless because they have mental issues. You know, they have mental illnesses. And that if you give them a house, if you give them a house, they'll still end up, you know, out in the street, you know, because they, you know, they don't, they don't want to live in a house. They want to live on a street. And That's and, true. And he got in all sorts of trouble. He got kicked off of some of the mayor's advisory board because of the fact they're making fun of him because he was essentially saying most of these people have mental issues. You know, and they went, no, how can you can't say that? You can't say that about our homeless people. Our homeless people are wonderful people. You can't say that. Well, it's, you know, it's like saying, it's like saying, okay, if you go to a fraternity party, most of the guys are going to drink beer. Oh, no, you can't say that. You can't say that, that fraternity brothers are going to drink beer. Hey, why did they join the fraternity? You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's like, it's like, it's like saying, you know, like saying, saying, you know, radio people are all smart. We all know that's not true. You know what I mean? Because if we were smart, we'd be doing something else. We wouldn't be here talking on the radio, right? If you say so, <laughs> boss man. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, that's that's. And what's interesting is the guy who does the 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 play by play. We used to have it on this on on AM thirteen fifty. One of the stations we're on right now. The guy, what's his name? Mitch, Mitch Holthaus, I think is his name. The guy, and every time they score, I only know the he, local like, ones. He, he goes like, you go like, they go into the end zone. His his call is, you know, and he's in the end zone, Kansas City. He calls this guy the Canadian doctor. He always refers to him as the Canadian doctor, which I thought was sort of cool. Anyway. <laughs> there's that okay thank you for that happy story well i thought i you know once again i, I mean seriously we don't have enough happy stories i thought it was a great story because the fact it is that a great story the guy walked away and keep in mind you know he was on the super bowl team you know when they did win the super bowl he got he could have been in the super bowl playing against tom brady instead he's dealing with covid patients and i'm thinking to myself now that is someone who really has a call. That's a good human right there. Right. What do you call them? What do you, you have a term for that? What do you call a them? A good human. A good human. That's your stupid Facebook page you put up. Wait, what was that? Was that good? That's be a good human 2020. <laughs> yes. That was, can I tell you, that was the stupidest thing you've ever done. <laughs> it is not the stupidest thing I've ever done. People actually globbed onto it. Yeah, glob is the term. Glob, glob, glob. Oh, fight me. <laughs> That's not true. It was not the stupidest thing I've ever done. It's the stupidest thing. People actually thing. liked it. Stu- it was trying to find some good it's the stu- in a world that it's, was just gone topsy-turvy. Is it still up? <laughs> yes, it's still up, and I'm I'm going to ignore you. You need to send it to uh, Jeff Allen and the crew at 101.9. Would you leave them alone? <laughs> I want to oh hear. God. I want to hear who actually has Dan Bongino. You know what I heard? I, I heard. I want to know which it, one's going to go it, on the air. Hold That's it, what I, I want to know. I got a text right now. Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Today at noon in the parking lot of Chesterfield Mall, there is going to be a mud wrestling contest between Jeff Allen 
and Tracy Tracy Ellis. Ellis. And the winner is going to get Dan Bongino on their radio station. Oh, interesting. Okay. So is it the whole deal that the, he can't be on both stations because no they're in the idea. same market? I read the stupid article in the Post-Dispatch. It talks about Dan Bongino. And yet, if you go to Tracy's website, it, she's got a promo on it from him. Hi, this is Dan Bongino. If you know who Dan Bongino is, he's a very... I know exactly who he is. Okay, he's this interesting dude. He used to be a New York City cop. Then he became a Secret Service agent. He was on the presidential detail. He was on a presidential detail, I think, with Bush and then with with uh, with um, uh, Obama. Then the other interesting aspect which I think is fascinating. He has, I believe, he has terminal cancer. You know, I I used to watch him on his podcast, yeah. on his podcast, right. and I remember him saying something like yeah, that. He's yeah, not, he's not in the best of shape, even though no, he's... No, uh-uh. He, and, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, here's a guy who has a terminal disease, and every day he's out, he's you know gets up in the morning, and he's still doing his thing, which I have respect for. So it's going to be interesting to see. And hold it now, I just got a, I just got a, an update. It's not going to be mud wrestling. It's going to be a tug of war. They're going to have a big rope, and 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 it's going to be Jeff Allen on one side and Tracy Ellis on the other side, and they're going to pull, and whoever gets the the knot over, and Dan, they're going to have a picture of Dan Bongino, and whoever gets the knot over Dan Bongino's head gets him on the radio. So I was th- I was saying they were going to have like an arch replica, <laughs> and then whoever gets underneath the arch, <laughs> whoever you know the 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 arch is over the, the the big rope that they pull. Yeah. And then there's like this big mud slush right underneath the arch. And and oh hold there's another update that Sonic is going to be there with their uh, politically insensitive uh, Shark Week drinks with the blood on top of the drink. Okay, it's going to be fun. It's Chuck. two sharks, Brad. It's blood on the water. That's what it is. It's blood That's on the water. smoke on the water. It's blood on the water. Don't it's, you know your songs? Smoke on the water. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, So, anyway, do we amuse ourselves or what? Okay. We, I tickle myself next, every day. Next break, I'm going to talk about my <laughs> drinking problem. Okay. You're going to talk about what? My drinking problem. Okay. A drinking problem? I have a drinking problem. And I'm going to. You don't have a drinking problem. I do have a drinking problem. I'm going to come, come, come clean. I'm, I'm a closet drinker. I'm going to come. You are a closet drinker. I'm going but... to come clean next break. Okay. I'm going to tell my, my horrendous story. And I mean no fun of... As a matter of fact, that's another thing I was fascinated by. You know who got me into reading The 12 Steps? Dr. Who? Dr. Drew. He did? Yeah, I, I, I have The 12 I have the book. They, they, if, you know, if, you're, if you're an AA, you, you have, you know, it's called The Book, and I have The Book. And I read The Book, and The Book's fascinating to me. I think there's a lot of, a lot of life lessons. If, uh, and, there I, absolutely is. Did I ever tell you the weird story about how a client of mine years ago... This was weird. She invited me to dinner. And she's yes. going to advertise in the station. And we ended up in an AA meeting. Did I ever yes. Tell you? <laughs> God, that was weird. Any, anyway, I, it's You seven, shared that, yes. It's 7.44. BS in the morning, Westplex 107.1, KSOQ 104.5, AM 1350, KRAPS, crap, Trillia call letters. It's the Trimal Cast. I'm Brad. I got that wrong. She's Brad and I'm Shelly, right? We answer to almost everything. <laughs> I, hey, stupid. That's what I get all the time. Hey, stupid. Hey, you. <laughs> I went to my favorite Quickie Mart the other day, and I got panhandled again. You did? Did oh, you give him money? I did. I gave him five bucks. That's more than you earned. 
<laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the same guy? No, no, it's a different guy. I'm telling uh-huh. you. I, you know, I'm once again. I, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, there are people that are going to beat you over the head with their religion, okay? And even though I am a reverend and I've married people and I have a divinity degree, whatever the heck it is, you know, I got online. It makes me. Oh, I just crunched my chair. Would you hear that? Ow. My chair just broke. Anyway, whatever yeah, whatever it is I got online that makes me minister. I have a very, uh, I, I guess, layperson's understanding of religion. And one of my precepts is that, you know, they talk about Jesus coming back, right? Yes. I say that he's already here. And he's not at the mega church. He's not at the big fancy big churches. He's not down at family church down in Chesterfield Valley. Nothing against that church. Nothing against any churches. Where's he at? He's at the bus station in downtown St. Louis. He's he's hanging out with the homeless people there uh, next to, and if you'll say that story in the paper about how they're trying to kick all the homeless people out next to the old post-dispatch building, which is now Square. Yes. It's now the Square headquarters, whatever the heck it is. That's where Jesus is at. He's not hanging out with the fancy schmancy people. He's not. Well, I, I don't know about what you're saying, Brad, but quite frankly, if Jesus did come back, we would think he was crazy. I don't know if we think he was crazy. I just think I think if you mm. if you read the teachings, you know what he ha- he hung out with the lepers. He hung out with Mary Magdalene. You he, know, I mean, he did Mary Magdalene. You know, he, you know, the woman at the well. Right, right, right. All these common people, people who yep. who we would consider to be like less, you know, le- less than than nice. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and I think once again, situation is I talked about my panhandling. By the way, I got some grief from somebody over there. They did say I was making fun of the guys, and I was not. I was there to make money for my birthday, but that was a whole other story. And I said to this person, I go, do you know that guy that gives me grief about being on his corner? I've probably given him over the last couple months, I've probably given him 15, 20 bucks. And they were like, yep. what? I go, I'm telling you, the guy recognized me. Matter of fact, I drove by there yesterday and I waved at him. He waves back at me. He's my buddy now, you know? And, and to the point where you don't know what, you don't, you know, that guy may be driving you. I mean, he may walk down the street, he may jump in a Ferrari, or he may... He may not even have a car. He may live underneath that bridge. You know, who am I to judge? You know, and once again, if you talk to the healthcare professionals, they all say, don't ever give those people money because you're just enabling them. You're you're enabling them to go get drugs and alcohol. How do you know? How do you know the guy's not sending money to his mom, you know, who lives in New York or something like that? I mean, you know, once again, I'm, you know, I don't, you know, walk a mile in my moccasins. You know, people think I've got the great life. My life sucks. You know, I mean, every day, you know, I mean, yesterday, you know, like perfect example. Okay. I'm going to tell the story. and I'm just going to be totally honest. Okay. My electricity, Quiver River, the electricity's out at the radio station. Once again, nothing against the linemen. You guys were busy. I, I get it. Okay. It's out. It goes out, you know, Monday morning or Friday morning, Saturday morning at like one o'clock in the morning. Comes back on Sunday night at eight o'clock. Yesterday morning, I get a call at 10 o'clock from the Quiver River. You know, there. This is the automated system of Quiver River. This is to tell you that your power will be out from noon to two today because we had to repair a pole. We have to replace a pole that was damaged in the storm. Once again, your power will be out from noon to two. 12:30, radio station goes off the air, uh, and and it's off the air till you know till nine o'clock last night, like two hours. Okay, so. At about 5 o'clock, I'm down at the AM transmitter site doing some work right there. And I didn't hear my phone go off because it was noisy in the transmitter room. I go outside the transmitter room, and there's a voicemail message from Quiver River. So I'm going, oh, my power's coming back on. They're notifying me the power's coming back on. You know what the notification was? No. They're turning off my power today because I didn't pay my bill. 
going to myself, I'm off the air right now because you don't have power to my transmitter site, and you're calling me to tell me you're turning my power off tomorrow because I didn't pay my bill. Do you find a little bit of humor in that? I find it, isn't it ironic? <laughs> isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Man wins a lottery. What's the line? Man wins a, a lottery. A little too ironic. Little, real too ironic. Yeah, I really do think. Okay. And she's coming with garbage. I would love to see Alanis Morissette. Really? She's coming with garbage? You know, I got garbage. Uh -huh. I got garbage I can bring you right now. You don't have to go see it. Garbage. I, I'll bring some garbage over to your place. Okay. Quickly, Funny. I'm always on the search for Amaretta, cheap Amaretta, because I can't afford the Amaretta di Serona because it's like, 38 bottle, $38 a bottle, okay? So I found this great gas station Amaretta out at the at the Quickie Mart in Washmo, which is made, believe it or not, in St. Louis. You know, not Italian Amaretto. Made right here in St. Louis. So, and it's like $7 a bottle. So the other day I'm in Schnucks, and I'm just walking down the little the liquor aisle, and of course there's Amaretta di Serona. It's like $89 a bottle at Schnucks. So I look at, on, at one level down, and there's a bottle of Bentley's Amaretta. And it's $4.99. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, $4.99. That's better than the gas station Amaretta. So I buy a bottle of it. It's, and? It's horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's the worst. And the crazy thing about it is it's like 30 proof, which means it's like 15% alcohol, which is like nothing. You know, and it tastes like water with a little bit of sugar in it. It's just like bad stuff. So basically, you just bought a $4 bottle of sugar water. It's it's terrible. I mean, and look, nothing Equivalent again. to cough syrup. Yeah, well, cough syrup would be better. You know, cough syrup has, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I, I'm, you know, you hear these people like, oh, I'm a wine connoisseur. I have, I drink wine and I have mouthfeel and I have, the, I know what the aftertaste is and I know which taste buds in my tongue are corresponding to the grapes in the wine. All these, you know, going, yeah, what, right, whatever. I'm going like, okay. When I drink good amaretta, it has a certain, and I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, it has a certain mouthfeel to it. This stuff is like drinking water. It's like, okay, what did they do? Get some water, put some sugar in it, put a little bit of, you know, a little bit of rubbing alcohol and put some caramel coloring in it, and they call it amaretta. You know what I mean? No thanks. It's pretty bad. Is it? Oh, terrible. And once again. Stick with the dime, stick dime store. I was thinking of your psychology. No, I go, um, I go to the... Stick with the gas, uh, the gas, gas station, station. The Quickie Amaretto. Mart. Quickie Mart. Amaretto. And once again, I'm a closet drinker. You know, it's funny. I've been... I, in my People life... People would never know that you didn't drink, well, actually. It's funny, but I rarely ever drink. I mean, like, I can get, a, like, a bottle of Amaretto last me two months. You know, I mean, like, you know, it's just, you know, some people knock it down in a night. But I get asked with fair amount of frequency. I get asked if I'm an alcoholic. Because people never Why? people never see me drink. I'm in a party or something like that. Or, you know, like some of the events with the chamber. I've had people at the chamber come up to me and said and say to me, "Okay, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Don't get upset with me. Are you an alcoholic? Nope, not an alcoholic." And they go like, "I never see you drink." I go, "I don't drink because of two things." I've seen you drink one time and one time only in the in the past. Eight years that I've known you. Well, two things. A, I work for a police department. I saw how alcohol destroys people's lives when they get drunk and they have terrible accidents and they kill people. And B, I was a pilot, you know, not a very good one, but I was a helicopter pilot. And there was a saying in aviation, eight hours between bottle and throttle. 
The idea being is that you're never supposed to, if you if you drink, you're supposed to have eight hours between getting in the plane or helicopter or whatever. And I'm the same way with the car. I will never, ever drink when I have to drive somewhere within like eight hours. And I know that's weird. People talk about, well, I can drink. I can have three. I can go to the bar. I can be at the bar till one o'clock in the morning. If I stop drinking at 10 o'clock, I'm fine. Not me. I'm, you know, not only that, I have a low tolerance. You give me one, you know, one, you know, one shot of Amaretta and I'm ready for the, put the, the lampshade on my head and be the life of the party. You know what I mean? That's me. Okay. We're done. Quick sales meeting. Uh, sales meeting. I didn't hear what you said. I said quick sales meeting. We need to sell uh, bssponsor.com packages. Uh, we need okay. To, we need to get some sales. Otherwise, uh, Quiver River is really going to turn my electric off at 10 o'clock this morning. Okay. <laughs> that was No easy. pressure there, but thanks. That was easy. Talk to you tomorrow, 758. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Peace.